boys, and we all walk over the road. I was the roughest of the gang, cause my braces used to hang. Dangling all around my feet, my mother used to fall. Pointing to a text only she dung up on the wall. Never let your braces dangle, dingle, dingle, dangle. Never thief, don't deceive, never our wrangle. Good evening. Welcome once again to the Evening Tickler with Steve and Julian and our guest tonight, our mystery guest. His name's Peter, and soon you'll find out the rest of that. But as you know, it is now time once again to stop analyzing and angsting. I don't know if I made that word up, but it's proactively being anxious as angsting and begin dining and discussing tonight at table. We have a delicious meal because the WIOX staff has abandoned us. They're off on their own Labor Day holiday. So we have cherry tomatoes for dinner, which is the last gasp of summer smile. We have rice crackers, sort of a prison fare. Your tomatoes are really uh, ripe. Nobody else is. Uh, I was picking these off uh, Hanselman's the other day, and they're like little green balls. Yeah. You know why ours are ripe and why? yours are not. Oh, because we did something. No, because we believe in a greater God than they do. That's why. Anyway, uh, one of the things that I would like to set out on table tonight as a conversational rabbit is this. Is it true? Do you you guys think that we get happier as we age? I I believe that we do because of this, that um, as we age, there is so much less to lose. And so without that... We just don't find ourselves in a position of failing, and so we're happier. What do you, what do you think about aging and happiness? I'm not starting this. You're, Peter, over to you on this. You want to eat but for you, a while, you, Peter, before <laughs> we start this happy dinner conversation? <laughs> we, aging. Aging. Let's, let's start with something a little cheerfuller. Okay. Eat, the micro, <laughs> eat that thing in front of you that looks like a big sausage. Put it right up. Push it. Help him, Julian. No, no, he's, he's totally got it. It's like right in front of okay. him. Okay. Yeah, 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 there you are. Yeah. Okay, happier. What? Yeah. Scarecrow contest? The Scarecrow contest. Yeah, let's start with that. Yeah. It went very well. Yeah. Who won? Um, a couple of girls from Andes, I believe. Um, they were very happy. What are they doing at Bavina Day? They're uh, well, cause, interlopers. Because, uh, you know, we have no checkpoints at the town line. Oh, really? We stopped yeah. doing that? <laughs> we had four state police there because uh, Sonny Purdue was supposed to arrive. Hey, my daughter got pulled over on Bramley Mountain East last night by a cop. Oh. On Bramley Mountain East. When, oh, yeah. Why would there be a cop sitting on Bramley Mountain East? Looking for the Andes girls. Let's get back to these Andy girls and how they did on the Scarecrow deal. Well, they, they had uh, two figures. One was uh, uh, tall and sinister and female. She had a dress and, uh, and was pointing at a male figure who was, seemed to be crumpled over a, over a hay bale. It looked sort of like a murder scene, mm. but it turned Great. out that uh, she was uh, a runner and he was a swimmer. I don't know. It was very mysterious. Was that it some was entirely original? Uh, did you interpret it as a runner and a swimmer, or did they I, tell I you? I don't it know. I just I thought uh, I can't figure this out, so I guess it wins. So you it, gave it first prize. <laughs> did, did the crowd gasp with silence over? Uh, no, no, they they them? were quite persuaded. I think. It I was, mean, usually, usually I have my criteria for scarecrow judging in the last <laughs> several years. <laughs> has tell. been has been uh, to uh, consider it from uh, our point of view whether the scarecrow is appealing to us, 
and to consider it from the crow's point of view <laughs> is a terrifying. Uh, and uh, the ideal would be a synthesis of those, uh-huh. of those two. Um, but uh, so I'm the one closest to that gets the first prize, and then uh, the ones that have only one or the other quality get the second and third. Were there some really uh-huh. terrible ones? No, they're, they're they're lovely. I mean, it's uh, everybody tried hard. A lot of a lot of craft around here. <laughs> but but Peter, uh, it, not only um, your criteria seems to have like moderated, uh, mm-hmm. but but the idea of judging a scarecrow has changed because you judge scarecrows and you gave scarecrows the number one place. What happened? Well, well first of all, I, I looked around and I invited everyone to to scan the horizon and see that. Um, that it was extremely effective because there were no crows in sight, um, and um, something was working. Well, when you got mass scarecrows, I guess you would expect that it's probably a place they would avoid. I would, I would think that would that would be yeah right. But Did you sense the uh, the speeding of the hearts of these young girls as they were announced? They, they the got winners? really happy. Yeah, they did they jump they, up and down? Yeah, pretty much. What was the prize? It's the. Um, it's a trophy uh, with a, like a rusted steel cutout of a crow that is... Uh, oh, it's, I a think Steve, it's a Steve Banana. It's, yeah, uh, I do that. If it's rusty and yeah, cut it's out, rusty it's cut yeah, out yeah, of steel. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, oh, yes, it's Mr. Burnett's. There's, uh, a, there's a liability. With, you could cut yourself uh, horribly on that. And, but, uh, which is displayed in the window of uh, uh, Russell's store, yes? Mm, I don't uh, know about is that, that what happens for a year? It gets stuck in a. Does no. it, do people get their names on it? No, I, I think I, that, is there money involved? No, no. There's, nobody gets nothing. This is just they bragging. get one of your sculptures. Oh, oh, you make a different. You make everyone. Oh, they get to keep it. They get to keep it. Keep it. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. But you know something. The um, the second and third place winners must feel crushed that they didn't receive the hand of Peter on them. They must uh, be well, how about the people you? who didn't get anything at all? Well, that's, yeah. yeah that's Wait, true. there's a second and third prize? There's, isn't there, isn't yeah. there a second? And, what, who was the third place? I, I don't know. You don't know any of the no, people? No, I, I only noticed the girls who jumped up and down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Distracting. And then um, another thing that was a highlight of today, uh, Peter's wife hosts the Apple Pie contest and we had two categories traditional and non-traditional i was too busy selling hot sauce to get by to witness this but i had several people come up to me because they loved me and they knew i was imprisoned by the selling of hot sauce and they pushed their plates of apple pie in front of me with only one bite left and you could see the rest of the pie had been smeared and like eaten and i just i was i didn't know whether to be flattered or offended disgusted (laughs) by that but did you eat any of that pie peter oh yeah was it good? Yep. I wish I had had a fresh piece. I didn't. So who won that? Do, do we know anybody? Do we know any I bet, of the participants? I, bet we do. In I know that, that we Pam do. Benson won third place in the pie thing. Uh, any, do any of the transplants turn up or any of the, is it all locals or do any of the? Oh, there are people from all over the world. No, but do, they, do any, of the, any of the new community turn up and participate in the actual doing part? Like the making, the making of pies and the whatever? I'm not sure. I'd have to. I'd have to ask Brooke. Don't you know everybody who's there? I know them, but I. I don't like. I'm not in their business, so to speak. I. You they have the their pie, own private the pie business. They have their private lives when it comes to the boy on a farm day. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it was. T- I could smell the pie in the air, uh, in spite of the rain. I could hear. Yeah, it was a great. It was a great day. It was, and, uh, 
It was amazing how, how many, many people, people do you, How many people do you think were there? Well, I guess there are a couple hundred. Uh, yeah. and, um, and we need to say that it was, uh, it was kind of pouring rain. And it was... Um, or drizzling, like heavy, very, heavy drizzling. Very, very muddy. Yeah. Thousands. I'd say it was more like thousands of people. Okay. Because I was... Um, I was kind of like on the midway with all of the other mm -hmm. vendors mm -hmm. and um under undercover so. we were undercover, and um our job was to amuse everybody and try to take money out of their pockets without being pickpockets, so I had to be the circus barker was it you know you have to pay to get in six bucks man oh wow. but you can put as many clowns in the car as you want oh you can you can yeah. stuff it right you can stuff it right right, right. um uh, hey, yeah. And then tonight is uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on this weekend. You know, the whole town is teeming with people. I went by Table and Ten earlier today, and there are people like hanging out the windows. This is this a lot whole of new faces around. Well, Bavina has definitely turned into, which of course you're a big part of. Thinking about it, actually, yeah, it's Bavina Bavina's fault. turned into yeah, all your been, fault. It kind of is your fault. Actually. We've been coming yeah. up here for uh, for I guess uh, thirty four years. That's no, 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 like 40, 40 years. You you were here before it was here. Yeah, pretty much. Well, my my sister Anne Morris, well, it came up in like nineteen seventy one or something as a, oh. sort of hippie back to the land. And, that was uh, a re that was yeah. the reason it was. And um, you know, got this place, and uh, I would bring my girlfriends up, and then I brought. Oh, uh, yeah. One up who was Brooke, who and, stuck around, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and who was. Uh, Texas girl, so she uh, uh -huh. she had a yen for land, and yeah, yeah. Uh, at that point, for very cheap, um, we got a whole bunch of land, and uh, then built a house on it around yeah. like, 1989. Right, right, right. A man without land is really, particularly in the Texas way, not a, a man at all. No, he's a man in an apartment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. That's actually me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so, but wait, you weren't coming and going. You don't come and go now, no? What? Oh, yeah. No, we have our place in St. Mark's Place in New York. Oh, you come and go? Well, I'm, I work there. You know, I'm, I've got a job. you got a job? He still has a job. I don't have a job. I've never had a job. What's it like, Peter? To still yeah, have to a have job. a job. Tell us. Well, I mean, it's... You have to it's, work? Or do you just... Uh, are, is your... Sort of, you sit there and... Uh, right. I mean, know. I got... You know, I have a, I'm under contract as a New Yorker. And, oh, uh, my goodness. And uh, mm. I'm their art critic. That's the uh, that's kind of like the in a way for everybody who's like a a playwright like uh, like who plays at writing like mm -hmm. I do or how many years Steve has that been? How many years? Um, let's see, it's been uh, nineteen years as a New Yorker. Yeah. Um, but I've been you know doing it for uh, fifty some. I just heard on the news, and this could be false news, and it could just be vapid news, or both, that the uh, the musician, script, sound score writer for The Simpsons, who has been doing their music for 23 years, was just asked to leave because they want a new sound. Do you ever fear that you're going to get the knock on the door and they're going to say, Peter, it's time to, oh, sure. to, I'm, to I'm, get a new... I'm, uh, I'm almost getting impatient. <laughs> Are you, thinking, I haven't noticed that you're working hard on that, though. It seems like you're still like, well, doing it. I guess I haven't, uh, yeah. I haven't noticed, maybe. Yeah. People are still reading, aren't they? Uh, evidently. Do you ever get fan mails or criticisms? Oh, uh, sure. Do you have a blog? We're no, I do. I do blog writing for the New Yorker Online yeah. from time to time. 
But yeah. uh, do you do that as you huh? under your name, or do you do that under something else? Uh, my name. Oh, you um, do. But it's not a regular thing. Right, it's right. The subjects that come up. So as um, as a guy who grew up as I did with the Village Voice and you know a, a city. Well, I was a, I was a village. I was a art critic of the Village Voice three times. Oh, I didn't know that. First wow. was in nineteen sixty six. Sixty six. Yeah, Who's the when, mayor? Uh, when I knew. I mean, I'm. I never studied art. Uh, I dropped out of college, um, but. Uh, I just started doing it for Art News, and, and suddenly the voice decided they wanted me as a critic. But in 1966, you sort of had a choice of priorities between meeting deadlines and taking a lot of drugs. <laughs> and it was it was clear at the time. So I lasted only about three months. Uh, yeah, the but then again, in the early 80s, I was, I was a critic, and then from... Oh, wait, there was a gap between the 60s and the 80s? Yeah. Uh, I went... Uh, Into advertising, right? No. Made all no. Your well, I was a poet, and I was on a poetry scene. And, um, hmm. um, and at the time, all in the 60s, all the poets wrote our criticism. Um, and with me, it just took... Be because they were all dropouts and unqualified for anything else? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, overachievers, yeah. right? Not, um, but I don't know. It's, it's, and then I wrote for the Sunday Times for... for several years yeah did you ever um when you were that person back in the 60s and 70s mm -hmm. and so on walk down the street and people would recognize you and, and, and does that happen now? that that fame kind of thing um it happens now i mean it's in new york but people are pretty cool about it yeah that's good do they ask for autographs or throw their underwear at you? Um, waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> but at galleries or whatever, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. everybody's like, oh, he's here, yeah? Yeah. Mm. But, you know, pe people are cool about it. It's, yeah. not, it's um, um, you know, I mean, I know people who are famous, famous, and, and it's, it's an ordeal. Of course it's a curse, just like being beautiful. Well, that used like Julian. <coughs> well, that used to that curse. <laughs> Well, that used to happen, actually, because what I was saying earlier about you being partly to blame for uh, the fact that we're now inundated here, even though we're welcoming sort of being inundated. Well, Brooke, Brooke, had, a, uh, Brooke had a store in Andes that was for years called, yeah, but called Brooke's Variety. It was right. Influential. Right, but also every uh, July... Um, the July 4th we party, party. We did for, the party 20, for 26 years. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which, in the end, ended up being something that people came to that they didn't even know why they were coming or how they got drawn there. Was uh, that a, was the fact, yes. Which was the ending of it, too. That was the ending. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a, there's a big story there. But I met Peter, and Peter, of course, will have forgotten this because it was, it was meaningless. We were at the town dump together, as all men are. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it was before they would like put everything into containers. There were real piles of junk. And there was this one octagonal piece of faux walnut furniture, kind of like the base for a table. It was octagonal, and it was curious. And, and I was walking around it thinking, well, and I think I was speaking out loud. If I put some glass on either end, I could turn it into a really weird aquarium. And Peter was, like, right on the other side looking at this thing, too. And he had some ideas about <laughs> what it could be. And, and at the end of it, he said, you know, do you like fireworks? And I have this thing, and it was like a few weeks later. So I show up. This is 1990. Mm -hmm. And I show up, and it's a small little thing, but there's this guy who I met at the, at the junkyard. 
and he's lighting bottle rockets in his hand and flipping them up like one after another. Like I'm thinking to myself, this I like this guy. He's, he's, <laughs> he's really weird flipping those things. And it's the thing I grew up with too in, in southern mm-hmm. Missouri. Mm-hmm. And and that was when your firework thing was just a, a neighborhoody. Yeah. Well, it you know, started out with beer and bottle rockets and yeah. grew year yeah, to year. No, it's, it was good. And then, um, you know, I think, Julian, in talking about how quickly things are changing around here, um, I've been here since 1989. And, and what I've noticed is, is as I age, there seems to be this reverse correlation to what was a sleepy world when I came here becoming new. I'm aging, and this world is becoming new and reinventing itself. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, how do I stay relevant, or do I even care anymore? Do you, do you feel well? Well, well I totally relevant, can. Relevant? I don't know. You got a job. Here you are at the microphone. No, come on. This is totally irrelevant. He's got these classy uh, be more uh, earphones on. <laughs> <laughs> Electricity is flowing through the equipment. I mean, you know, what do you want? Okay, so let me put it this well, way. Well, you want in spite much of more ev- than that. Mm-hmm. In spite of evidence to the contrary, I, I really do feel kind of irre- irrelevant as all of these 20 something year old people are are coming in talking about remember, cultural remember how we made people feel in the 60s uh i mean older people oh sure remember yeah, they how were, they felt about us yeah yeah okay what's old is, what's old is new again huh yeah but i'm not but that, i'm not prepared for that payback i want to i want to work out a way yeah to, to i don't know still participate i don't know, I don't know. you got, do too of course, of course no i mean it's like you know, i don't want to go through that Stuff well, again. Well, you don't want to go four letter words. You don't want to go through that, but also uh, uh, you do want to keep being. You you want to keep doing exactly what you're doing and keep. Uh, well, being. I mean, I'm grateful. You know, it's. it's uh, I mean, I feel like I'm in overtime. So you know, it's. Uh, do you? Really? And well, it's it's. Um, you know, I'm very happy and I'm grateful. It's not. Uh, uh, well, and also, you know what? You actually, of the three people sat at a table, just from what you said in the last 15 minutes, you don't have to be too concerned if we do have a concern about our legacy or if we do have a... You don't have to be too concerned about that because because you, you kind of got it, yeah? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's... it's um, well, empir- Yeah, but you know something? I don't know. It's like unsatisfied desires. Is it, you know, we all have these pictures in our head of like... If only this, then I'd be happy. What would okay? that be? All right, yeah. Okay, what happens is you get it, and it makes no difference whatever. Right. So then you think, oh, okay, so no, I'm not going to worry about that anymore. Right. So uh, that's, I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, you're poor and, and you dream of having money. You think, if I have money, I'll be happy. You get money, you're no longer poor. That's the limit of the payoff of that right. okay right. you know and you're, you're you're exactly the same as you were before so it it doesn't um yeah but we don't learn do we or maybe we do what you're saying is well, that we you do learn, learn. you learn that i don't know you you um i don't know you check you've checked the box okay you know i've got a, i'm famous enough okay now what um dude you you know I but it's not you, just more of the same but, but yeah. yeah i guess i, I guess. want i want peter to be my life coach <laughs> but you're making it way too simple. You're making it well. It's exactly. No, you're making it way too complicated. No, no, but it no, is no, no, complicated. No, it is crashingly simple. No, it's crashingly complicated. No, it's not. You're complicated. <laughs> it's simple. All right, all right, all if right, all right. Well, you know, somewhere in the middle, there's a complicated element. There's no middle. 
there's, there's well, there's a complication because I'm, <laughs> I'm clearly complicating. Well, you're complicating, which I'm, is you know, which is a function, and um, I'm sure it that serves him well. well. That's what makes the world turn around, it, isn't it? It, it serves Julian very well, um, but just suggesting that you know, there's there's one road and it's straight. And uh, if you get on it, then you won't be conflicted or, or confused no, I don't about think what your purpose is. I'm being incredibly contrarian here. No, there, there's no road. There, yeah, there, like, there is open. There is open meadow to the horizon, and you wander around, bumping into things, and then you die. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you and, do. You know, and and but you know, and another human life has. But, but I'm sorry, but that, but that's yeah. but there's still a state of nausea in the middle of wandering around uh, because there is no road and because that's exact exactly what you just said. Well, that's a nauseating condition to be in. Take a deep breath. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, smell smell a flower, <laughs> sit back, and uh, wait. We were talking earlier about pharmaceuticals and people needing them or whatever. Surely that's exactly why they need them. Well, they're. They're uh, they're helpful, you know. It's like you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna uh, but, uh, neglect anything that, that that gives you an edge, you know. Right, but to to deny the fact that we're wandering around on the open plain, freaking out, um, we're not we're not in some state of uh, you know everything that you just said about being like, hey, that's what it is, and then you die or whatever. That freaks us out minute to yeah. minute, doesn't it? Well, you and who else? I don't know. You mean uh, everybody else? Well, not everybody else. You see, um, what I'm hearing is this: that that Peter gives out advice that any parent would want to give their child. You wander around, and you will find some wisdom, and you will also smell and see some beautiful things, and then it comes to an end. And that be and, and be happy and satisfied well, with also, the fact that we can wander. Well, also, I don't know. You pass you pass on what you got. First of all, there are other people. You know, there are other people besides us. You know who will survive us, and you know, uh, and our love for and interest in them will will carry us on. You know, and it's like That's we nice. had our time. You know, now we got these kids coming up. It's their time. Yeah. It's their, it's their time to make the same mistakes we made. No, you're right. But you're taking the view of a overarching, uh, like looking down on the scene. I'm exactly. in the middle of the scene. I'm like one of the people on the ground. But you're, you're, of course you're right. Of course, if you stand above all of that and you look at it, you're like, hey, you're just human dandruff. You just move from A to B. No, no, uh, no. Because his, his, the simple humility that he's talking about doesn't lead to dandruff. No, it leads okay. to contentment. All I'm no. saying is that it's the, the story is the same for all of us. That's true. No, that's what the hell it is. Anyway, it's, uh, can we talk about <laughs> Robina Farm Day? I mean, you know, it's we like, already, yeah. it's like you know, that there are some things that are bigger than our little selves, yeah. like Robina Farm Day. Um, <laughs> You know, I'll, I, let, I, I let's, love let's get back to yeah, bovina is something that's very special, and for this reason, and I, and I saw it several times in, in Bovina Farm Day, when people would come by and they'd want to know who I am, and they wanted to know where my tomatoes came from and why they were red and theirs weren't, mm -hmm. and then they would they would pick these tomatoes up, and and you would see them roll them around before crushing them in their mouths, and and it was wonderful to watch <laughs> just the feel of that marble, if you will, <laughs> watching their eyes roll, and then they would crush it, and this look of just joy Be yeah. and they'd say wow this is just like eating sugar and then they would pick these up and they would give them to their children mm -hmm. and their children would wince because they've never had a good tomato before mm -hmm. and these kids would eat them and then their little fingers would be all up grabbing more of them and I love that I, you know that's kind of a well, it's like, it's like kind of the drug dealer's dream isn't it it's like <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah and, but that's when I tell them how much they cost right exactly I, I give them a taste and then I, uh, I, I hit them hard how do we, in the how do we apply the hot sauce to the tomato oh you have to do it on one of these 
you can put it on a rice cracker. Um, uh, this is another thing, another reason why bovina is, is lovely. We have a very short season, and, um, mm-hmm. and na- Mother Nature heaves her breasts out mm-hmm. in an extraordinary way during the short period of our, our summer, and it sugars things intensely. Mm-hmm. And, and this hot sauce that I, I make is, mm-hmm. um, you know, four of our peppers um, mm-hmm. grown on the mountaintop, which makes them intense, mm-hmm. and, and then the garlic, our garlic, and salt and vinegar. Um, but I finish it with this maple syrup, and it becomes this true taste of the place where you know, when you think about bovina, it's not for everybody because it's a, an extreme environment. Mm. Um, but there's this sweetness on the back end, you know, this mm-hmm. this, this kind of challenging uh, hotness. Well, on the front. And, it, and it's beautiful. And it's just hauntingly beautiful. We have two yeah. beaver ponds on our land now. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's fun to watch the beavers. They hate to be watched. Do they? Yeah. Did you, did, did, you, raise, they, did you raise children here? Or uh, daughter. Who, um, who now um, is is a writer and successful, and I will plug her books. Yeah, um, the St. Mark's book. Yeah. The one was uh, she grew up on St. Mark's Place, and um, there's a book called St. Mark's is Dead, which is a history of St. Mark's Place since Peter Stuyvesant and the Indians to the present day. Uh, with the the thesis that uh, every generation of people who had their lives changed on St. Mark's Place. Uh, will tell you when the scene died, mm-hmm. right? Yes, it's, it, it's when they stopped being cool. Right. So, and uh, so you get a different date from everybody, but it, it keeps Wait, turning over. Didn't Auden live on some yeah, place? Yeah, yeah. Actually, the day we moved in in 1973 was the day he died. Where him? And he lived on the same block. He died in Austria, mm-hmm. but uh, and he was my hero, and I met him a couple times. Mm-hmm. You met him when he was shuffling around. Um, no, I met him at a couple of parties where he was. Uh, because apparently, apparently he used to wander around the East Village in like carpet slippers. Oh yeah, he had, he has a picture of him in the book doing that. You know. With Chester, yeah, they they both lived that. Uh, no, it was uh, his boyfriend was um, oh cripes, my my mind. No, nope. Chester Coleman. Uh, no, it was. Um, well, maybe it was Chester. Anyway, but yeah, m- moving along, <laughs> um, and. Uh, this but anyway, then in her most recent book, which is a big hit now, is uh, they're both from Norton, and it's called uh, Wedding Toasts I Will Never Give. It's a book of essays on marriage. It started from a, a uh, column she wrote in the Times. It was one of their big hits of two mm. years ago. And is that a thick book or a thin book? It's a thin book, and it is absolutely delightful and wise and funny and and uh, and, s- and for parents jolting. She. Uh, she explained to us that uh, you know some of the frankness might be a little startling, but that she had decided as a policy to never be victim to blackmail mm. from you, uh, from anybody, because mm-hmm. all of her information would be on public record. You know? mm-hmm. Right. Nothing. Yeah. But it's, star- it's startling not because of a general sense of you feeling something, but specifically because yeah, it points specific little because you know, it points to her own childhood. 
Well, no, it points to her her romantic life. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, that. Yeah, well, think, we don't I, want to think I about think that. I have a, an eighteen-year-old. Oh, I don't want to think about oh, her romantic yeah, life. Yeah, I know what you mean. As, uh, as fellow fathers yeah. having dinner tonight, I think we all aspire to being able to say proudly that our children have done things of significance, that they've paid attention, mm-hmm. and they've paid attention to the point where what they are drawing forth could be an embarrassment to their parents and others. Well, I think, I, think that, I, think that's a, I think that's obligatory. I think we're yeah. all supposed to yeah. embarrass our parents. I mean, yeah. that's, it's, you know. It, that's low-hanging fruit. I mean, they, you know, they, they saw, they saw our, our, our butts naked and, yeah. and poopy, and, yeah. you know, we're going to pay them back when we get older. They're not going to stick around for that. Uh, <laughs> we are going to talk about um, that later, but, which but, is probably but, tomorrow. Oh, by the way, let me, yeah. let, let me just uh, say that that uh, she had a big book contract uh, last year with which she and her husband and our grandson got a house in Andes. They live in Andes right, right on the main street. Yeah, big house. Wow. Okay, enough Whoa. of the father-daughter pride. Okay. Okay, it's a, <laughs> yeah. Your turn is over. What, what you're going to hear now is this. You're uh, listening to WIOX Community Radio, live and local in the Catskill Mountains at 91.3 FM and on MTC Cable Channel 20. I'm whipping through this because there's something even more important than that to say. You can listen to us at WIOXradio.org on the web or any smart device, which means in Kathmandu, in Ulaanbaatar, or in Rio de Janeiro, you can listen to this program on Sunday nights. It's the Evening Tickler with Steve and Julian and the remarkable Peter Sheldahl, who just got done judging the Scarecrow Contest in Bovina, New York. Coming up on Saturday, September 9th, it's Catskill Cabaretio. Hi, this is Ellie Winninger, and I'll be your host for the Fall Catskill Cabaretio. You'll hear music from Marilyn Kirby and Austin Bonk, some funny stuff from author Jim Mullen, and interviews with tree expert Josh Van Brackle and Jillian Johnson of the new Bite Me Bakery. Bring the family and join us on Saturday evening, September 9th, for Catskill Cabaretio. Potluck dinner at 6, live broadcast at 7 at the Pine Hill Community Center and right here on WIOX Community Radio. WIOX is supported by the Daily Star, a regional source for community news, commentary, shopping tips, local sports, and community events. The Daily Star's total access delivers the newspaper and breaking news throughout the day on any digital device. More information at thedailystar.com. WIOX is supported by Frank Lumia Real Estate Plus with more than 30 years sharing the four season beauty of the Catskill Mountains, bringing buyers and sellers together, providing customized updates on land, home and commercial properties with offices in Margaretville and Delhi. Frank Lumia Real Estate Plus. There's magic in our mountains. 607-746-6029 or franklumiarealestate.com. There's, there's, um, there's nothing as satisfying as eating tomatoes and rice crackers well, and discussing. I, I, put it, I put it somewhere in the top 20. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that the top 20, when you've lived a rich, full life, is, uh, you know, <clears throat> with the, the uh, all-stars. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when I, f when I first uh, entered the straw bale contest, which preceded the scarecrow contest. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, you I, won, didn't you? No, no, no. Uh, I came in third. Peter gave me third. But he said that it was um, absolutely wonderful to see conceptual art leaking into the Catskills. I, I did this uh, metaphorical bit of hay going from winter to spring mm -hmm. through a hoop. And, um, and he called it out as, as, uh, as an art critic would. I, I was crushed. <laughs> um, I saw the award go to somebody that I thought was less than worthy. But who was it who got the award? It, you know something, I'm so vain, I don't even remember that. I just remember that. You just remember you didn't, you didn't get it. I didn't get it, right, uh, right. but it's evolved. Well, I was, I was concerned. I remember my criterion on that occasion was, that, <laughs> was, the, was the dignity of hay. <laughs> That's that right. We, that we look down on hay, we, we toss it around, we don't think anything of it, but without it, there would be no bovina. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and it deserves a little darn respect. Now I remember who won. And, and I remember that those were the criteria that you threw out. Mm -hmm. And it was somebody that put, put up a druid sort of stone hinge. A, bit of sta a hay hinge. A, yeah. a hay hinge. And, um, and you said this gave great honor to Yeah, it was, it was noble. And it was like, it was <laughs> like hay, <laughs> hay getting something to do other than to lie there. Okay? And, um, you know, so often the defeats in life uh, drive you to strive harder. And so the next year... And it was the last year, I believe, that hay was hay bales were up, and then it went to scarecrows. I did this. I just I pounded a stake into the ground, and I took a forty-pound square bale, and I stuck it on it, and then I welded together a hubcap, which was sort of a halo, and it was hay low, and I got second place on that. Hey, yeah, hey, and then you're inching yeah. up. Uh, yeah, if only there'd been right one more and year, then, and then it went. <laughs> but uh, you know, to be second or third. You yeah, know, in Bavina, yeah. When some people think that being in the top 20 is a good thing. Right. It's a good thing. Well, you think worldwide, there, you know, the number of people who are better than you are at anything is, uh, I know. is <coughs> staggering. Well, so. you can't sit and think about that for too but, long. Uh, you could never get out of your chair. It's crushing <laughs> to think about that. <laughs> right. You well, wouldn't. you just say uh, you better do what you want to because uh, yeah. otherwise what's the point? And get lucky. You got to like do what no, you want to no, yeah. do, or know. bribe the judge. I tried to bribe him one year, and he wouldn't hear any of it. No, but I find all kinds of people who are uh, stumbling across people who are amazing at what they do, but they didn't get lucky, who are like yeah. stuck up some you know dead end street and don't feel great about it. They're amazingly brilliant people all over the place. No, true. true. It would be nice. Well, to first of all, it's, it's you know it isn't it isn't just up to us. You know, I mean, it's like the, the world is. Uh, you you hope that what you do is what the world wants, you know. Uh, what and, the world and, and uh, you know, sometimes, and that, that is a matter of luck, sure. Yeah, but you know what? You're lucky because the world actually, <clears throat> the general world, in fact, in fact, doesn't value highly what you do. You know what I mean? It's not in commerce. Our, it's our not about making an, uh, Yeah, yeah. It's not about making an enormous amount of money. It's not about. So you're lucky that you got to excel in a place that's a very very slim demographic of uh, of. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, oh, no. like it, loads it, of people. It is, a, it is a niche's niche. It's um, and loads of people will want to do or be what you do. Well, I don't know. It's like, come on. It's yeah, no, I know. It's 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 astonishing. I mean, I'm amazed. Yeah, incredibly yeah. fortunate. Yeah, right. But so, being, so you can hate me. I, I get the sense that even being amazed, you don't dwell on it too much. Uh, it's tiring to be amazed. Well, all you the know, time. it's like I'm, first of all, I don't I don't want to come off as Mr. Sunshine. I mean, I'm, I'm depressive and I'm and obsessive and all of that. But it's like, um, you know, it, I think, you know, I try not to get 
caught up in either the upside or downside of things, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it doesn't help. Yeah. No, it doesn't help. But still, it's still irresistible, even if it doesn't help. There's all kinds of things that don't help that you can't help but do. I think you better speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> oh, how, I said that's you, the first time I've ever heard that mixed surname them. applied. Very nice. But, you know, I, I too, um, particularly in my younger years, uh, was a full-blown manic depressive. And it Were served, you really? Oh, God, and it served me so well so like at pit- running an ad agency. And, and it served me very well. Um, I was but fortunate enough you, to have people that worked for me. Were you, like, medicated it. and stuff? You no, no, to? no. I, I, oh, you I, just I, fought I self, your way through I self-medicated it. With, with alcohol and cigarettes. Um, and I and I found it, it took me a long time at my age, manic depression when I was a youth and so on was something that wasn't titled or, or understood. And it took me a long time to understand the cycle in myself. And in the creative profession, when I was incandescently lit up, mm-hmm. I could sell anything. And when I was when I went dark and the black dog was on me, mm-hmm. I basically just crawled into a corner to wait it out. But, you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And the physics of manic depression are that sure and predictable. And, you know, as I've aged, it's kind of basically gone away. So it's better, yeah? Except for the, you know, more and more the upside of it. Um, But it's better because there's that other thing of thinking like, you know, because I don't understand that, the manic thing or whatever. I mean, you understand the leading edge of it because everybody does or whatever. But the black dog thing, I feel like... Is it better to have the black dog come bounding in and jump all over you and then disappear and you be luminous? Or well, is it better to just have the black dog in the corner of the room? It's an academic question because luminous, you really have no choice. Luminous is pretty exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is, no, but it's... It, but, and I think that that's probably the, the trigger inside of somebody like me where you just you cannot abide and shoulder it anymore. And so the switch goes off and you go dark. And the batteries get refilled in, in the strange way. And, but what and I'm asking, the light goes back uh, in in retrospect, what I'm asking is is the uh, is the is the duality of that actually? So is is finding the middle ground of that where the dog is in the corner or it's on the couch and it's kind of calm, mm. but also the lights have kind of gone down. Is it better to be in the middle zone, or was it better to move between the two? I don't extreme. Uh, uh, I'll put this out on the table that um, I would not, even with the pain that I caused myself and other people, change through medication what, who I was. What you I mean, yeah. I was I was struck over an anvil, and I, and other people were taken over with me and pounded, um, and and it certainly shaped me, and it certainly the vessel that I became can hold what I am today, and I'm very happy with what I can give. So you're saying, you're saying no regrets. I have no, re- I have no regrets except, you know, the apologies for people that suffered right. as I did. Isn't that what alcoholics have to do in Alcoholics Anonymous? They then have to like, cause I keep getting now at the age I'm at, I start getting all these emails from people who I only vaguely knew who have obviously been told, write to everybody you ever bumped into mm, and send them some kind of apology. Yeah. Um, if you, if you need to do that to clean it up, I think they're um, told to do or you just say hello on Facebook and leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the the medicines that flatten out the curves. Um, I, I I really have a big issue with because um, I think if we're wired uh, to ride the roller coaster, then you know it's time to ride it and understand it and do the best you can in the peaks and the valleys. And uh, to compromise that means that you're really denying uh, the challenge and, and the gifts 
because uh, to be manic is there are gifts on both sides of it hmm. and an extreme and and I would wish some of those gifts on everybody but I would certainly wouldn't wish the, the the extraordinary existential pain and and so on on anybody but um, I don't like the idea of going in and having um, a, a, a pill take away from you something that you really should be really looking at and feeling that's yeah well that's one man's it, thought that's on. because you haven't done it I didn't take the pill right no right no and uh, and so I became a farmer and the, becoming a farmer um, was the was the last hand on me that really kind of led me to where I've got a form of contentment that I would wish on everybody mm. yeah being involved with a, a large, larger cycle of life and seeing the mysteries without having to really explain them, but just eat the juicy fruits and mm. do the labor and share them. And in a community where a farmer belongs, uh, participate, which never happened in New York City. So... So, <clears throat> all right. So, recognizing on the back, so moving back onto the Bavina thing a little bit, recognizing on the back of uh, all the things that happened uh, to draw this tension to Bavina, including the fireworks and everything, now we know that we're in some kind of new vanguard of uh, Bavina being. I you know, know. I mean, they're, they're the old families and the. Uh yeah, but people. Greater people. But people, mm. if you go down to New York City now, you see the BOV little sticker on the back of people's cars or whatever. Mm. I see it all over the place or whatever. Yeah. Everybody knows the name of this town in the way that they did yeah. even five years ago. Yeah. Do we like that? Um, yes and no. I mean, you know, it's like a, there's, a, there's some terrific people, and I don't know. It's. Uh, Do you take advantage of the of the new, of the new resources that are now available to us? Restaurants, blah blah blah, whatever. Uh, it is, or? No, <laughs> I mean there there's uh, well, we're next door to um, the Mountain Brook Inn. Gary Simmons. Yeah, but uh, Gary's been doing his thing for ten well, years. Well, exactly. But he came. He he was old friends with Brooke. Actually, when I met Brooke in the early seventies, she was a stand-up comedian in the clubs in New York, and he was her musical company. Oh yeah, he came on here and he was saying, and then, that. And then he went. Uh, uh, he uh, went on to be the uh, musical uh, accompanist of Wayland Flowers. Yeah, 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 yeah. The puppet master. He died, <laughs> and then he was, and he had jobs in Hollywood. And um, he ran the Emmys. And he came, and he came out here to visit us, and um, and fell in love with the place. And yeah. the Mountain Brook Inn was for sale for almost nothing. It was falling down, and he bought it, and he brought it around, and. Uh, so that's um, yeah. People were looking for someone to buy that place for a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was it was a disaster, and um, and it took it was a real struggle. He didn't have a lot of money, and um, but he pre predates all you know all yeah, of this stuff that's yeah, happened. Yeah. I'm, it makes you wonder when talking to those people or whatever because they were working hard doing all this stuff. Same as talking to Peekamoose or other people mm -hmm. because they're skipped every time Condé Nast Traveler turns yeah, up in yeah. town or whatever. They skip straight over everybody. Like Gary. They're never like banging on mountains. They should be because it's a well, beautiful it, setting and it's got everything. Well, he, on. he's extremely successful. I right. Mean, it's, it's, uh, right. But it's interesting that all the press has become attached to this uh, yeah. uh, 20 something, well, 30 all, all something. Of that, all of that's just information. You know, it's like, it's like what, what is the world like? You, you know, it's like, you know, these kind of people move in, this kind of thing starts. You know, it's like, uh, 
Yeah, but it's right. And you know, if if I had if I had authority to uh, to edit reality and tell some people they couldn't do things and tell other people they should do things, what would you? Do? I would. I don't know. I would. I would be. <laughs> I would think. I would sleep on it. Okay, uh, but since I can't, you know, what the hell? Um, we have this. We have this wonderful place. We love it. You know, our our kid is and and uh, grandson are nearby. Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, you know. I'm I'm starting to feel depressed about it. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, I'm, be, I'm extremely no, guilty. No, I think no, I no. should probably be beaten. <laughs> we're, uh, we're all unworthy on yeah, a certain yeah. level. But Gary's story is a, is a story that I think unites. Uh, People also, in this town that truly fall in love. Also, uh, B, who runs uh, the yeah. uh, 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 the uh, Russell the Russell store yeah. in Bovina, was a friend of Gary's. Yeah. He came out here and visited and stayed. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, I remember seeing th- her this place. This place is adhesive. You know, yeah, people, people get, definitely get people glued. get stuck to it. They do. Uh-huh. They do. They get stuck in all kinds of ways. Yeah, it's like that silly race where they pass that wooden log to each other as they're running around, <laughs> and. Um, Anyway, we we do have that where piece, people mm-hmm. are passing, yeah. passing the, the the love. But um, Gary stands witness for me to what it is that makes some of the people here so special, and I and I think uh, everybody here at table tonight qualifies to a degree where where you fall in love, okay, and that's irrational. I mean, it mm-hmm. just shapes your heart, and then you do the work, and, right? And the work. Well, that's your thing, though. Well, it's it's also. I mean, you when. When Peter got his property, you know, it needed to be cleared, it needed right. to be shaped and, right. and, and studied and, and loved, and, and he did the work. And he continues to do the work. Look at his thumb. He got a Hawthorne needle in that bad boy. I heard that on the way um, over. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, it, some people say that you have a green thumb. Peter's so what got a green did, thumb. I have a red and purple thumb. <laughs> it's and really... Yeah. Um, so no, they, but anyway, yeah, for for years, actually, we, we, had a, we lived in a third-hand trailer on the land before wow. we built a house to see where we wanted it and um but i mean i i think 99 percent of all credit goes to brooke i mean she's yeah, uh yeah well said it's it's her commitment and uh, and that ensures that you are invited back to the house tonight uh, 99 percent uh, well christy gets 99 percent of what i've done too yeah yeah um i don't have one and, and you, so. <laughs> oh, get yourself one. Yeah, go. Well, Nothing you can, you is can only keep you. trying. You know, don't don't complain about that. You're fully capable. Mm-hmm. But our women, um, in a in a pioneering way, and and I, I think Bovina's got a more pioneering spirit than other rural areas. Our women are very important. They um, they get us to pay attention, do the work, and uh, and and also to sit back and um, through their eyes also just love continue to love the place. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they have one annoying habit, which is that they are always right. <laughs> and um, that can get on your nerves. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not a habit. It's a birthright. It they can't help it. Yeah, it's, it's a birthright. birthright. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, you know, that's a small price to pay for all of the other gifts that they give us. It's, um, it's hard work to get 99%, if you know what I mean. And... Uh, it's very easy for us to just give them the credit. Well, I've done something that neither of you have done, which is I have raised two kids that grew up here. I mean, you raised your daughter, mm-hmm. but this is where she came for weekends or came on for holidays yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting thing, actually having l- kids who theoretically are more local oh, yeah, where, than where, I am. Where are they now? Winnie's just left, just graduated from Andy's. Mm-hmm. And and Dusty is eleven years old and is in the middle of Andy's. Dusty's gone to Andy's since uh, pre-K, 
She's done it. I mean, when he moved up, when she was Mm -hmm. uh, seven, when Dusty was born. Mm -hmm. Um, So she remembers the city and she remembers there being another thing. But Dusty Mm -hmm. is a full on local kid. And are they accepted by other local kids as being local? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know whether they would use that word. But they're accepted as being, no, no, no. Winnie and Dusty have a very different perspective on the life up here, even than I do. I was having a discussion with some of the local farm women about what is a local, and they finally all agreed on this. You are a local if you ended up here because you had no choice. Mm. Oh, is that what they said? No, that's what you said. No, no, that's well, what they no, said. That, that's, that's a good That's a good. Uh, yeah, it is. A very, it's well, a but good also, also I, think, I think that, or I feel that from... And but everyone would have to speak for themselves, and certainly the locals would have to speak for themselves. But there had there is a is a kind of comedy, uh, comedy, uh, and uh, and partly I don't know. Brooke is Brooke is very insistent, you know, that people who come up from the city have some respect for the, you know, uh, it's I mean there's this. Uh, it's this only too deserved stereotype of the liberal, you know, who uh, who comes up to yeah. the country, and the first thing they say to the country people is, "What you need, what you need to do is." Right, right, right. And uh, and Brooke said that she will kill anybody who says those words, because uh, you know, the families have been here for generations, and uh, they know the place; they are the place, and. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I was talking to Winnie because Winnie did something, put something up on social media or whatever the other day because she heard some people in Woody's, uh, you know, basically city people, how she perceived it. I'm sure they weren't being quite as um, direct as this, mm-hmm. but saying that, uh, you know, how much their presence had basically benefited the area and how, you know, how bad the area was before. But that that uh, drives her, drives her incandescent with yeah. Uh, yeah. rage. No, no, also, also that's just, that's so stupid, and it's it's going to um, there there are these divisions, you know. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know that politically, I won't mention what it is, but you know there there are no need. That, that if you know where where people we deal with up here, you know, are politically, you know, hundred eighty yeah, degrees. It's true. You know, but we don't talk about politics. You know, and if we did, it would sacrifice all the goodness in our relationship. Sure, yeah. well, of course. So we just don't no, do yeah. it. No, the place is suspended. In this, the place no. only only works because it's in this kind of dream state of not acknowledging all those uh, other yeah. things. Well, and, you know, it's, uh, which isn't to say there won't be trouble from time to time. But, but it's... Uh, it's tricky, though, then. But, you know, it's like... Uh, but that's, that's not an easy dichotomy to deal with on a day-to-day basis because, especially in times like this, which we're not specifically talking or whatever, but in times like this where there appears to be a lot at stake, it's not always easy to recognize that the person who's the kindest yeah. person to you down the street has private views that maybe exclude someone you know who's black or exclude someone you know who's gay well, or, you know? Yeah, well, so, so go on a crusade and... No, I'm not no. suggesting crusading. Yeah. I'm just saying that that's a tricky... Well, it, it, it's a fact. I mean, it's, but it's, you know, you're grown up. You're supposed to be able to handle this. No, you can handle it. But if, if it came up in, in certain situations where uh, it actually manifested itself. That would be a drama. That would be a problem, yeah. That would be a drama. Well, it does every now and then, though, you know. But the draw, you know, I, I love how loving, how f- how flattening um, our world is up here. When somebody from off a lowlander comes in, a weekender, and looks at a local and says, you ought to do it this way. Um, ultimately, if they stay with that, you know, and I'll bring up Old Testament right now, that 
that pride cometh before the fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. These people don't last. They they are yeah. a, they're a, a no, they're, blood they're, cell that comes in. There and are gets, people. No, I, I know of situations where people have been more or less run out. Right. Exactly. You know, and uh, it takes care of itself. And, and thank goodness, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. because they. They started uh, evoking, you know, bureaucratic laws that no one had ever heard of, you know, and that then, and so as soon as a bureaucracy gets a piece of paper, mm. then you're in for it, you know. Um, I, I have a friend who you might know, um, both of you, who has a, a small project going on next to a small stream in this town and um, mm. laid down a little bit of cement and was ratted out by a weekender group. Uh, and, I don't know who that is. And the, and the DEC and, and the Corps of Engineers, everybody else came in, digging holes to see if cement was leaching into this and, and closed the project down. And um, I became so incensed, and there was somebody on the Facebook that, that raised this issue, and, I, and it's the first time politically I've ever jumped in. I didn't know who reported but I became outraged, and I said, these people that make these reports that don't give their names ought to be found out. Oh, that should be a lamb. That totally and I, be a lamb. I wrote all of that in the Facebook. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think it's important for all of us to stand up for what we believe in. But there are always consequences. But I think the point is that Wait, these the, the, communi the community is always going to stand Yeah, up. I happen to know that story and that it, uh, it worked out very well. That's that's a happy ending. Yeah, that's it panned out because the town said everything was okay. Uh, well, yeah, there was uh, a lot of support. Right, right, right. a lot of support. Um, when I when I started my farm, the the old timers came up and they said, Burnett, you know, for all these reasons, uh, what you're going to do is is silly. We're calling you the idiot. And they were right. I was a idiot. I didn't know what was going on. But they came back two years later. They wouldn't even look me in the eye. They came back two years later, and they would look at me, and they say, Burnett, we've been watching you. You've been working hard, so we're dropping the city part. You're just our idiot now. They, you know, everybody respects people that, that do that That's work. it. And that's it. You can you come know, up And here. you come in with an attitude you'll yeah. never discover what, what treasures people have that they will give you if you respect them and are respectable. Yeah, um, true. You can learn from... Uh, Confucius said you can learn from any three people that you meet on the street. And mm -hmm. to discount um, any of our people that yeah. are toothless or, you know, in, in any sense of the word, the archetype yeah. of the hillbilly redneck is to really walk away from so well, that, that, much. That's, that's, that's the real problem in the politics now is the, uh, the, the division. I mean, people do not meet each other. This is uh, the treasure having a place like this. Well, they do meet each other, actually, where we, where we live. I mean, this is actually yeah, a, yeah. a little bit of a, a halcyon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, and also I don't, you know, I mean, knock on Formica here. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, I guess I've reached the age where if something's almost too good to be true, it'd probably be over in five minutes. Uh, so, uh, what so do you mean? Um, so, uh, like know, a better it, system? or uh, No, no, it'll be a worse uh, but uh, but you know that that's the point of enjoying it while it lasts. Yeah, here here. Actually, uh, uh, right. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, a, a new couple that's moved to our area. We went over for dinner, and and they live like all of us in areas. One one of our it? properties. It's King James. Oh yeah yeah yeah. One of our properties. No, he's a star. 
uh, is beautiful, and we think it could not be more beautiful. And we go to somebody else's property, and we look around in this area, and we're haunted for for other reasons. Where aesthetically, we're just slayed. And and um, his partner said to me, looking out at at their, they've had it for a year and a half, and and right now in in the Bovina area, for all of the, those that lis- that are listening in Abu Dhabi. It is like the Shire. It's something out of a myth right now, what's going on with our fall coming on and all of the flowers and, and everything burnishing itself. So what were they saying? He said, he said what Peter just said. Just pay attention and enjoy the moment. It's fleeting. He's be here now. And, and well, it's yeah, so true. Think, we, we can be a rock star one day, but then we're just a rock star. And what, what is it that fills it in? There? Well, it's sitting back and looking at the beauty is what fills in mm-hmm. all of these stones that we throw into the stream mm-hmm. thinking that it's going to give us passage yeah. he's got he's he has a he has, <clears throat> the embroidery of his life is much more is much more intricate than that i mean he's complicated just, like right, you exactly yeah. so it, but not like me <laughs> right or Peter. we're we're very similar. no but uh, all i'm saying is like yeah, that's <clears throat> it may not be a platitude but it's definitely it's a thing that you can't refute because you're like, how would you want to be the person who's like, well, no, I don't agree with that because you appear to be some nebbish pain in the ass or whatever. But it is more complicated than that. And I think King would yeah. agree with it. Yeah. Um, and we do have, I hope, a few more weeks of this splendid uh, moment. Um, and, and I hope we have a few more weeks of savoring it in our labors before um, it changes, and it will. And we all know that if you think it's perfect, it won't be in five minutes, as, as Peter said. I fancy a trip away. Um, well, you probably would. Wouldn't that be away. nice to get on an airplane and go away somewhere? It would be, yeah. but not necessary. I, I, I am uh, Hi. Happy, How are you? happy in my delusional moment. Um, this is the evening tickler, and you have been having dinner with two people that would properly qualify as Ferdinand the Bull and, and one Mad Hatter. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us happy to be dining together. We can feel Captain Tripp in the studio right now getting ready to make us better people with a few hours of most excellent dead music. This has been fun. Um, what do you think? Was this a good dinner? Did you like the rice crackers? Uh, rice crackers are superb. Thank yeah. you. Right. The rest of it, yeah. Tomatoes weren't Top bad. 20. <laughs> <laughs> Julian, any yeah, sure. You know what? It's yeah. Well, I uh, I always feel blessed on the evening tickler to uh, say hello and to say goodbye. Um, and with that, um, Blew me out of bed, so again I said, you don't want to keep on showing it.